if there's a topic that seems like it's never or rarely discussed in church, it's the topic of suicide. There isn't much more that is heartbreaking on a level that suicide is. And the impact, it's much more far-reaching than just one life that was lost. Family members, friends, coworkers, people in the church and the community, future generations, all are impacted as a result of suicide. I'm in the middle of a series on Christian men, the church, and mental health. It's been going for a couple of weeks, and I have a little bit more to go here. And on today's episode, I'm going to be addressing this big issue of suicide. It doesn't get talked about enough, and it needs to be talked about more. It's not an easy one to talk about, but it's important that we do. This is the Significant Man Recharge Show. I'm your host, Warren Peterson. We're Christian men who talk about the important topics that matter in life. We're men who live in this world, but are not of this world. You know your life can be busy, noisy, and chaotic. This is the show for you to get renewed, restored, and to recharge. So let's get started. Now, suicide, it's an issue that crosses all ages. But statistically, although women attempt suicide more often, men in the United States are almost four times more likely to die from suicide than women. Now, I think if that stat was reversed, it would be headline news and everyone would know. Men dying at a four to one rate is something that should cause everyone to take notice. And although I'm not focusing on kids here in this episode, it's important to note that the suicide rates for youth, that continues to rise at an alarming rate as well. Suicide is now the second leading cause of death in the U.S. among people ages 15 to 24. Nearly 20% of high school students have reported serious thoughts of suicide, and 9% have made an attempt to take their own lives. These stats about our children are painful to read, so this has to be a topic that's openly talked about and not shunned or ignored. The American Foundation for Suicide Prevention also reports that for every suicide, there have been 25 attempts at suicide. And Christians certainly are not exempt from any of this. One third of churchgoers stated that they had a close family member or a close acquaintance commit suicide. The issue clearly cannot be ignored by the church. Now, the Bible itself doesn't include the word suicide. The word comes from Latin, a combination of sui, which means oneself, and sida, which means to kill. So it was not an ancient Hebrew or Greek word, and therefore the word is not found in the Bible. However, there are examples in scripture of suicidal thoughts and where someone did take his own life. The, mo the most well-known example might come from the New Testament and what happened with Judas Iscariot. After he betrayed Jesus, he was overcome with remorse and despair over what he had done, and he hung himself. Another well-known example is from the Old Testament when Elijah in 1 Kings 19.4 was depressed and yearned for death. Or King Solomon, also in the Old Testament, who in Ecclesiastes 2.17 says that he hated life. And one more example is with Jonah in chapter 4, verse 8, when he says that it would be better for him to die. In all these stories, we get a glimpse into some of the thoughts and feelings that people 
at that time were going through. There's a common thread here of despair, hopelessness, frustration, pride, anger, and total disappointment. As a person who's been in that place mentally myself, I can tell you what those people were feeling, that was echoed in my own thoughts. In the Bible, we also learn of those who were tempted by suicidal thoughts. Perhaps the most well-known example here might be from Paul. In Philippians 1, 21 through 24, he wrote, For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I'm torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. But it's more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Now, while those thoughts and temptations may occur, and while the Bible itself doesn't contain the word suicide, the Bible does make it clear that the act is unacceptable. As Christians, we know that our lives, including our physical bodies, have been bought and paid for by Jesus. In 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20, we read, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You are bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Suicide is doing direct destruction to the temple of the Holy Spirit. Clearly, that's unacceptable. Now, I know this can be some pretty heavy stuff, but we need to keep going here. And there's a related point that I want to address that's really important. And that's the question about whether or not someone who dies by suicide automatically goes to heaven or hell. I have personally very mixed feelings on this question, and I want to tread carefully as we talk about this. Augustine, in the 5th century, argued that suicide is a violation of the commandment to not murder. And the idea that suicide is unforgivable seems to have gained traction with Thomas Aquinas. His view was that sin must be confessed before death, and a person who commits suicide is unable to confess that sin, and therefore they cannot ask for forgiveness. Now, I would personally argue that this is an unbiblical position to hold, which can be demonstrated through some straightforward logic using two questions. First is the question, do you sin? Well, clearly the answer is yes. None of us are perfect. None of us will go through this life without sinning. And the second question is, have you confessed every sin you have ever committed in your life? Here, if we're being honest, the answer is no. Sometimes there are sins that we forget. Sometimes there are sins we didn't realize we committed. Sometimes there are sins where we mean to repent, but we don't, and on and on. If we held to the view that all sin must be confessed before death, these two logical questions would demonstrate that none of us would receive the gift of eternal life that Jesus promised as we would all fall short. Ultimately, the fact is that we have people in our lives who are struggling through some incredibly difficult times. And sometimes they're the people who are using all of their energy to keep up the appearance that everything is okay, right up until the moment they leave this earth. Professor of Theology and Ethics at Fuller Theological Seminary, Lewis Smedes wrote this, I believe that as Christians, we should worry less about whether Christians who have killed themselves go to heaven and worry more about how we can help people like them find hope and joy in living. 
Our most urgent problem is not the morality of suicide, but the spiritual and mental despair that drags people down to it. Loved ones who have died at their own hands, we can safely trust to our gracious God. Loved ones whose spirits are even now slipping so silently towards death, these are our burden. And another aspect of this topic that can make it hard to discuss is that most churches simply don't talk about these issues. Church services are filled with conversations about joy, love, hope, and glory. The music is inspiring and uplifting. The sermons look forward to the amazing future with Jesus. And of course, it makes sense that church services have that focus. After all, that's all true. So it's going to be part of church. But it can unintentionally lead to massive mental health stigmas around the issues that I've been discussing this month. As I mentioned before in this series, and I want to briefly repeat here, going through mental health challenges, working through depression, even having thoughts of suicide, that doesn't mean that you don't have enough faith or you're somehow a bad Christian. After all, I think most people would say that Elijah had incredible faith, yet he struggled with these issues. If you're in such a place right now and your church has made you feel shame or guilt or worse, I'm so sorry that happened to you. It shouldn't have. Suicide is not an issue that we can ignore, no matter how we might wish we could. I've spoken with far too many Christian men who have had serious suicidal thoughts. I understand their thoughts. I've been there myself. I do understand that darkness and that hopelessness. During the live events I lead, when this topic comes up, there are always, at every single event, Christian men who are or have worked through this issue. Too often, people might think that because someone's a Christian man, because he's in church, because he's smiling while he sings songs during worship, that everything is fine. However, that might not always be the case. Depression, mental health challenges, and suicide are not always worn on the surface. Churches need to know this. They need to do better. If you happen to be a pastor listening to this episode, or if you happen to be working in a ministry, you need to see what you can do to step up and help with this issue. There are places that are specifically designed to help with this because not a lot of churches have any training. The one that I personally have been trained through is the American Association of Christian Counselors, but that's just one place. There are lots of schools, lots of organizations that seek to empower churches, pastors, and people to help with this issue. It's time that this stigma ends. It's time that the church steps up and does its part to be the lighthouse of help that they need to be. Suicide, it's a serious issue. I've mentioned a few times that I know it well. As with depression, it was something that I was completely unprepared for. I began a spiral down and it kept going down until I had those common and similar thoughts that maybe everyone would be better off without me. And maybe, like Jonah said, it would be better if I died. There is more to my story. The point here today isn't for me to go into all of those details. What is important is to know that my story, it's not unique. There are Christian men in your church right now who are likely going down that same spiral. If that happens to be you, if you're considering suicide, I ask you to seek help right now. Here in the United States, you can call 988 on your cell phone and there'll be someone there to talk with you right now for free. There's no cost to that. 
You can also go to the nearest hospital where they will help you, or you can call 911 and they'll come to you right away to help. Do whatever you can to get help and get someone around you. There are people who are ready to help you right this minute. My prayer for everyone around this issue is to understand that sometimes darkness descends and life seems hopeless and unbearable. And when that happens, we're to extend the grace and peace of Jesus during those times. The church is to be the lighthouse when that's happening. I pray there will be no shame and guilt added from the church. I pray that everyone in this place speaks up and gets help. I pray that everyone in this place remembers that Jesus offers a hope that the world can never offer and never understand. I pray that the burden is lifted and the light returns. Again, if you're there now, call 988 and talk to somebody. Call 911 and have someone come to you. Head to the hospital where they're ready to help. Don't go through this alone. There are people who care and they are ready for you. Thanks for listening to this episode. I know this has not been an easy one. This whole series is meant to be challenging. I'm going to rack up, wrap up this series next week with some important points about helping someone to change. So be watching for that episode as well. Please be sure to share this with somebody who you know needs to hear it. And go ahead and subscribe, whether you're listening on podcasts or you watch it on YouTube. Your subscriptions, your likes, your comments, your reviews, sharing, all of that stuff, it helps the algorithm show this to other people who need it. So I appreciate you doing that. Thank you for that. All right. Enjoy the next show. Mm-hmm.